John and Tony. Tomorrow morning, you'll be listening for your chance to win dinner with us and the blonde doll from the Miller Lite ads. That's right. We give you details Monday morning starting at 5.30. KZOK, Seattle's classic rock and roll. The Sgt. Pepper's 20th anniversary radio special is brought to you by Sears, where you'll find great values. There's more for your life at Sears and by RightGuard. I think they're going to call it Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. That was just the kind of thing that Pepper did to me rather than I did to Pepper. It was a good piece of work between Paul and I to find the product, you know. It's like Mona Lisa, his day. It wouldn't matter to me if it was 20 years ago or 20 years in the future. The plastic has it. 
ago, June 2nd, 1967, that the Beatles released a record considered to be the most revolutionary album in the history of rock and roll, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. With this record, the Beatles taught the world a whole new way to listen to music, and rock and roll hasn't been the same since. Welcome to the Sgt. Pepper's 20th Anniversary Radio Special. I'm Jimmy Fink, and over the next two hours, we'll celebrate the release of Sgt. Pepper with interviews about the album with the Beatles themselves. We'll also talk to its producer, George Martin, and the Beatles press agent, Derek Taylor. Plus, we'll talk to some of the other major artists of 1967. The Jefferson Airplane, the Mamas and the Papas, Paul Simon, the Hollies, the Birds, and others. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was a revolutionary album in dozens of ways, not the least of which was that it was one of the first rock concept albums. Paul McCartney explains the idea that started it all. Sgt. Pepper kind of eventually came out basically from the idea that I had about this band. It was going to be an album of another band that wasn't us. We were going to call ourselves. And, and just imagine all the time that it wasn't us playing this album. And it was just a nice little mind walk to get you to see the album because it lent distance to the album. So I had this song written of Sergeant Pepper and he was 20 years ago and he taught us to play and we're his protégés and here we are.
That's the opening from the album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Paul McCartney's song about the imaginary band that wasn't the Beatles. From here, the Beatles let their imaginations run wild to create a collage of music and sound which embodied the spirit of the late 60s. By 1967, rock and roll had already begun to reflect the atmosphere of the times, and musicians were beginning to experiment with recording techniques. Still, most of the important musicians from that time were extremely impressed with the way that Sgt. Pepper expanded the limits of rock music, both technically and conceptually. Like Paul Simon. Sgt. Pepper, well, I don't mean to imply that I would have done a piece of work as good as Sgt. Pepper because that is the album of the 60s, I think. But uh, we were fooling around with uh, different studio techniques and uh, different ideas of expanding records. So I was really surprised when that record came out and they were there. I mean, they, I mean not only were they there, but they were there way better than, than I was going to be there anyway. Roger McGuinn of The Birds. I loved Sgt. Pepper. I thought it was really amazing. Graham Nash of The Hollies. It was the greatest record that I've heard, and to this day, still one of my favorite records. I remember uh, we were recording at the time they were doing all those sessions, and I was talking with George Martin one day on the steps of here, and I said, so are the lads finished? He said, uh, no, they're not quite finished yet. I said, oh, yeah? So what are they going to call this album? He said, I think they're going to call it Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. John Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas. I remember the first time I heard a dub of it, you know, a, a rough cut recording, and just partially mixed. Uh, John Lennon sent it over to us, and then we played it in the offices at Monterey Pop before the festival. Uh, I think it's about a month before. We were knocked out. We thought it was great. And Gene Cornish of the Young Rascals, who, by the way, had the number one song in Billboard with Groovin' the week that Sgt. Pepper came out. I still think the same thing of it. You know, it's, a, it's like Mona Lisa. It was a day. Let's face it. I don't know if they did it on four track. I really don't know. They, you know supposedly they did it on th three or four track. But if they did, then, it, then to me it's Phil Spector and George Martin forever. When we come back, we'll hear why Ringo was chosen to sing with little help from my friends and how John interpreted Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds on the Sgt. Pepper's 20th Anniversary Radio Special. Anything else, honey? Yeah, do you think the chicken will fit? Do you need a bigger refrigerator? Uh, it ought to fit right here next to the... Uh... Eggs. Come to Sears' biggest refrigerator sale of the year. For one week only, save on every Kenmore refrigerator and freezer. Save $71 on our big 18-cubic-foot frostless refrigerator. Now $468. Over 100 Kenmore models in all, all on sale, but only till Saturday. That's everything. Oh. There's more for your life at Sears. 
OD5 reporting to leader. It seems male earthlings come in two forms, Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong. Hmm, a moral intelligence. Hardly. The female of the species refers to Mr. Wrong as nerd, dip, or Barney. How does one get to be Mr. Right? Something to do with right guard. Football? No, 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 no. Right guard deodorant. Why don't they just use plutonite? Doesn't come in stick or spray. Right guard. Protect your universe from perspiration odor with right guard. Love you in the morning. Love you when the evening comes. Love you when we're lazy. Love you when we're on the run. You're the only one I love. You shrink the fit me like a glove. From my head down to my shoes. The one I never want to lose. Cause if you ever leave me, I believe I'll have a 501 blues. I've heard the blues can make you lonely. Blues can make you feel so bad. But there's a certain kind of blues that never fails to make me feel real glad. The blues you got me in, they fit me like a second skin. You've always been my tried and trues. You know I never could refuse. I guess I better face it, babe. I've got a case of 501 blues. Levi's 501 blues. We're with Tom Shane. And Tom, I noticed you have a very large selection of bridal sets. Yes. But most of the bridal sets are missing the center diamond. Correct. Why is that? Well, it's very important when a couple comes into our store and wants to select a bridal set. Everybody's got their own price range in mind. And it, by not having the center stone set, we can offer any of the sets that we display to fit any budget. In other words, the total price will be determined after they select the set. We'll put in a loose diamond that will, in total, equal what they want to spend. Puts them more in command. Absolutely, and it increases the selection of the lady. Now you have a friend in the diamond business. The Shane Company, 7th Floor, Marsh and the McLennan Building, 720 Olive Way, corner of 8th and Olive Way, downtown Seattle. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5. One Bud Light. Bartender, isn't that blue, Larry Blue? The one and only. My woman done let me say she's going to the store. Now I've been waiting for dinner since July. 64. Man, nobody depresses me as much as Blue Larry. I'm thinking she lied to me, mama, but only the man knows up above. Because after 22 years of waiting, I lost my appetite for love. Yeah. Blue Larry's going to take a break. Uh, I'd like to send this Bud Light backstage for Blue Larry Blue. Blue Larry says light beer is light beer. That's why he's so severely blue. But Bud Light's the light beer with the first name and taste. Uh, blue Larry gets extremely blue if he gets filled up. It won't fill him up. Okay. Great. Ask for Bud Light because everything else is just a light. Once again, the freight train Blue Larry Blue. I just tried Bud Light and I'm happy as a lark. I'll never sing the blues again. Let's go dancing in the park. St. Louis, Missouri. Do you buy gasoline with an Amoco, Chevron, Exxon, or Mobile Card? If you do, you pay more than the cash price. But at Shell stations, you don't pay more than the cash price. You pay the same price, cash or credit. We'd like you to try Shell and see what a difference it can make not to have to pay more to use your credit card. So we're going to make it easy for you. Right now, 
Shell stations will accept your Amoco, Chevron, Exxon, or mobile card for gasoline. And you can ask for a Shell card of your own. Shell cards are honored by over 11,000 dealers nationwide. More people carry a Shell credit card than any other oil company card in the U.S. And one of the reasons for that is because there's a difference between the Shell credit card and those others. We don't charge you more to use a Shell card. Pricing policies may vary at individual stations. Good afternoon, Paul Carlson here. We'll get back into the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper special in just a moment. Check your precipitation factor. Chance of showers is a potential today. Continuing cool, a slight chance of a thunder shower as well. Experience a high in the mid-50s. 57 degrees at KZOK. We're back on the Sgt. Pepper's 20th anniversary radio special. I would expect the percentage rate of American casualties to, to go down in 67. We're on the outskirts of the village of Camney with elements of the 1st Battalion, 9th Marines. Did I tell them to burn down Detroit? Did I tell them, did I tell the America to bring black people here? Did uh, you tell them to shoot at Lady Bird? I say if they give me a gun and tell me to shoot my enemy, I might shoot you. Policeman waiting, looking up at a building. The sniper is up on the roof. Everyone crouched down behind their cars, waiting. Wow, I'm going to hate Ashbury. There is division in the American House now. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Muhammad Ali has just refused to be inducted into the United States Armed Forces. I wanted to get arrested. I thought it was very important to get arrested because I wanted to protest the war in Vietnam. The war in Vietnam because I love America. What we've got here is failure to communicate. I shall not see and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. It's no coincidence that Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band came out in 1967. The Vietnam War was in full swing, and the youth counterculture actively rejected everything the establishment stood for. Young people had a strong fascination with things like fantasy and mythology, mysticism, and, quote, alternate states of consciousness. Sergeant Pepper not only reflected what was happening in 1967, but it was also an integral part of it, as Derek Taylor, the Beatles press agent, explains. Sergeant Pepper was the link. It was the uh, prism for the period. It was a paradigm for the era, because we were in those days always picking up messages, even if, they did, even if the messages were being misheard. Even if we were mishearing, uh, we were trying to tune into a, a, an overall idea, which, which was that all you need is love. Right after the album's opening song, the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band introduces a guy named Billy Shears to sing with a little help from my friends. Of course, Billy Shears turns out to be none other than Ringo Starr. And Derek Taylor gives his interpretation of why Ringo was chosen to sing this song. Well, it's a classic Ringo song, isn't it? It's, uh, it's an open kind of a song that is forever Ringo. He had just that beautiful uh, open voice that could be Ringo talking to his friends. I mean, that was really, there was always John, Paul, George and Ringo, wasn't it? The special appeal of the Beatles was that all of those four people had their own corner of it and that the one that they all liked. Whatever else may be going on in the world, the three who weren't Ringo would be Ringo's friends. So that if they sang at him, he would sing back cheerfully knowing that he was... Um, in favor kind of a thing when he sings um, would you walk out on me of course they wouldn't walk out on him 
How would you feel if I sang out a tune? Wouldn't matter if you sang out a tune, Ringo. <laughs> yeah, anything you do is all right by us. What would you think if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out a key the one song on the Sgt. Pepper album that was sung by Ringo, with a little help from my friends. A song that expressed the feelings of camaraderie among the Beatles, and on a larger scale, the feelings of community felt by the youth culture in 1967. Many people were quick to interpret the friends in that song as being drugs. Of course, the summer of 67 was the summer of love, and it seems that a lot of the songs that came out around then were interpreted as having drug references. Sometimes the interpretations seem to go a little too far, though, as in this speech Spiro Agnew gave in 1970. One of the hits of the 1960s, registering more than $1 million in sales, was a record entitled, With a Little Help from My Friends. The key lines are this. I get by with a little help from my friends. I get high with a little help from my friends. It's a catchy tune, but until it was pointed out to me, I never realized that the Friends were assorted drugs with such nicknames as Mary Jane, Speed, and Benny. But the double meaning of the message was clear to the members of the drug culture and many of those who were tempted to join. 
or this one called White Rabbit. One pill makes you larger and one pill makes you small. And the ones that Mother gives you don't do anything at all. <laughs> Go ask Alice when she's ten feet tall. There are scores of such songs. The titles themselves often whisper or shout the message. Listen to these. The Acid Queen, Eight Miles High, Couldn't Get High, Don't Step on the Grass, Sam, Stone Woman. These songs present the use of drugs in such an attractive light for the impressionable that turning on becomes natural and even the approved thing to do. And all the while that this brainwashing has been going on, most of us have regarded it as good, clean, noisy fun. Jefferson Airplane with their 67 classic White Rabbit, a song with obvious references to drugs and Alice in Wonderland. Like the alternate states of consciousness that were achieved with drugs, fairy tales were very popular with the youth of 1967. Airplane lead singer Grace Slick says White Rabbit was written to point out that the classic fairy tales we all grew up with had their own drug references. I was read too when I was a child. I was read um, Alice in Wonderland, which talks about getting high literally 
with some stuff out of a bottle, sitting on top of a mushroom with a caterpillar who is smoking opium out of a hookah. She takes a bite out of the mushroom and gets high, literally. Another story is the Wizard of Oz. These people all want something. They all feel that something's missing in their life. Tin Man, Cowardly Lion, so forth. So they try to go somewhere together. They fall down, because they're tired from having walked, in a field of opium poppies. When they wake up, suddenly there's a emerald city. Another 1967 song with Alice in Wonderland imagery was John Lennon's Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds from Sgt. Pepper. When that song came out, it didn't take long for people to figure out that the first letters in the song's title were LSD. John Lennon always maintained that the initials were unintentional, and he said he got the name from a drawing that Julian Lennon had made of his school chum, Lucy. Julian called the drawing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Although the song's imagery does suggest a drug trip with cellophane flowers of yellow and green towering over your head, Lennon said that these were inspired by Alice in Wonderland. Nevertheless, John said that his songs were like abstract art in that people could interpret them however they wanted. They can take them apart, they can take anything apart. Because I, I hear it on all levels. I mean, I, I know I, we write lyrics and I write lyrics, but you don't realize what they mean to after. Especially some, some of the better songs or some of the more flowing ones. Tangerine trees and marmalade skies. Somebody calls you, you answer quite slowly. A girl with colliders go Pauses with looking glass ties 
John Lennon's song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. When we come back, we'll look at the songwriting collaborations between John and Paul on the Sgt. Pepper's 20th Anniversary Radio Special. OD5 reporting to leader. It seems male earthlings come in two forms, Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong. Hmm, a moral intelligence. Hardly. The female of the species refers to Mr. Wrong as nerd, dip, or Barney. How does one get to be Mr. Right? Something to do with right guard. Football? No, 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 no. Right guard deodorant. Why don't they just use plutonite? Doesn't come in stick or spray. Right guard. Protect your universe from perspiration odor with right guard. Anything else, honey? Yeah, do you think the chicken will fit? Do you need a bigger refrigerator? Uh, it ought to fit right here next to the... Uh... Eggs. Come to Sears' biggest refrigerator sale of the year. For one week only, save on every Kenmore refrigerator and freezer. Save $71 on our big 18-cubic-foot frostless refrigerator. Now $468. Over 100 Kenmore models in all, all on sale, but only till Saturday. That's everything. Oh. There's more for your life at Sears. There's a whole new way to move today. Take it to go People to see. You got the key, key, key. Keep up with your feet. Keep on, keep on moving with cookie bars. Chocolate caramel to satisfaction. Like crispy cookie gets you back in the action. There's nothing to sticks or tweaks and picks. Yeah, pricks keep your motor humming while you're young, young, young. And keep on, keep on moving with tricks. Caramel or peanut butter tricks. McDonald's is tossing salad with turkey and ham. Toss me a salad with turkey and ham. A meal tossed fresh all day. Introducing McDonald's new chef salad topped with turkey and ham. Thick, tasty julienne strips of turkey and ham. It's a fresh new taste and it's a meal. Our new chef salad has your choice of dressing. Buy the Dressings, blue cheese, light vinaigrette, Thousand Island, creamy house, and French. Go ahead, pour them on. It's a meal any way you want to have a taste. Turkey and ham and our new chef salad. It's a big new taste that goes any place. It's a good time. Dig into a fresh new taste for the great taste. Try our new chef salad. It's a good time for the great taste. Participating McDonald's. It's real. I know it's real. No other reason for the way I feel. Oh, yeah. It's as real as it gets. The 
best things are the real things, and draft beer is the real beer. Miller Genuine Draft is draft beer. Not heat pasteurized, it's cold filtered, so it's as rich and smooth as only real beer can be. Miller Genuine Draft. This Sgt. Pepper 20th Anniversary Special is coming to you on 102.5 KZOK, Seattle's classic rock and roll. Good to have you with. Welcome back to the Sgt. Pepper's 20th Anniversary Radio Special. By the time Sgt. Pepper came out, John Lennon and Paul McCartney had developed a very unique style of songwriting collaboration. An example of this style is the song Getting Better, which was mostly written by Paul McCartney. Derek Taylor explains. John was sitting there saying, can't get much worse. So that would be John's contribution to the song, and it was a beautiful counterpoint. Paul singing, getting better all the time, can't get much worse. And then back to, it's getting better all the time, so they come out on a note of optimism. So that was clear collaboration. McCartney's song, Getting Better, from Sgt. Pepper. 
Along with contributing the line, Can't Get Much Worse, John Lennon also wrote the middle break for that song. A similar kind of collaboration, but in reverse, happened on A Day in the Life, as the record's producer, George Martin, explains. When it came to A Day in the Life, that, of course, was a song which John originated. And like most of John's songs, he took his ideas from papers or posters or books. And in the case of Day in the Life, he, he really did read in the Daily Mail about um, 4,000 houses in Blackburn, Lancashire. Um, and he, that original wonderful idea came from him, but then he was stuck in the middle, and he said to Paul, have you got any ideas? And Paul said, well, I've got a completely different song, which I've been working on, which I was thinking of. He said, what do you think of this? And it was, well, go up, get out of bed. And that, that was uh, another song altogether, which Paul then inserted into the middle. We asked Paul McCartney for his view of the Lennon-McCartney songwriting formula. I'm suspicious of formulas. I, when a minute, minute I've got a formula, I try and change it because I, I don't want a formula. Because people used to ask us, what comes first, the words of the music, or Lennon and McCartney, who does what? It was never. It was always, well, we all do a bit of everything. I sometimes write words, he sometimes write words, I sometimes write a tune, he sometimes write a tune. Words sometimes come first, tunes sometimes come first. Just before Sgt. Pepper was released, the Beatles put out a legendary double-A-sided single featuring John's Strawberry Fields and Paul's Penny Lane. Both songs were originally intended for Sgt. Pepper and were recorded during the same sessions. They never made it to the album because the Beatles wanted it to contain only new material. George Martin says that when he was supervising the transfer of Sgt. Pepper to CD earlier this year, he was very tempted to add these songs because he considers them to be part of this album. Penny Lane, there is a barber showing photographs Of every head he's had the pleasure to know And all the people come and go Stop and say hello Shave 
songs originally intended for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, McCartney's Penny Lane and Lennon's Strawberry Fields. After the Beatles had broken up, John Lennon was asked how his songwriting was affected by working with Paul and the Beatles. I don't know how they'd work out if, if I recorded it with other people, you know, it would be entirely different. But it's my music with, with my band when it's me singing, and it's Paul's music with his band. Sometimes it's Harvey Harvey, you know. 
when we write them together, they're together. Another song off Sgt. Pepper that was definitely Paul's music was Fixing a Hole. I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in And stops my mind from wandering where it And kept my mind from wandering where it will go. And it really doesn't matter if I'm wrong and right, where I belong and right, where I belong. See the people standing there who disagree and never win. a hole off Sergeant Pepper. When we return, George Martin talks about some of the unusual production techniques they used on this record on the Sergeant Pepper's 20th anniversary radio special. Anything else, honey? Yeah, do you think the chicken will fit? Do you need a bigger refrigerator? Uh, it ought to fit right here next to the... Uh... Eggs. Come to Sears' biggest refrigerator sale of the year. For one week only, save on every Kenmore refrigerator and freezer. Save $71 on our big 18-cubic-foot frostless refrigerator. Now $468. Over 100 Kenmore models in all, all on sale, but only till Saturday. That's everything. There's more for your life at Sears. OD5 reporting to leader. It seems male earthlings come in two forms, Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong. Hmm, a moral intelligence. Hardly. The female of the species refers to Mr. Wrong as Nerd, Dip, or Barney. How does one get to be Mr. Right? Something to do with right guard. Football? No, 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 no. Right guard deodorant. Why don't they just use Plutonite? Doesn't come in stick or spray. Right guard. Protect your universe from perspiration odor with Right guard. 
<laughs> Your attention, please. We're here to bid farewell to Dave, who has joined the Army to learn how to switch channels. No, I'm going to be a multi-channel communications equipment operator. That'll look great on your resume. The Army teaches skills that could mean a brighter future. And if you qualify for the GI Bill plus the Army College Fund, you can earn up to $25,200 for additional technical training. See your local Army recruiter. Paid for by the U.S. Army. I never take the easy road. I ain't no mama's boy. I know what I believe in. And I know what I enjoy. So when it's time to salute my friends, my flag is close at hand. I pledge my allegiance to the king of beers. I'm a genuine bad man. The bad bad. Anheuser Busch. The bad bad. St. Louis, Missouri. I'm In 1954, Roger Bannister became the first man to run a mile in under four minutes. In 1968, Jim Hines ran 100 meters in less than 10 seconds. And today, a C-first banker named Frank Malone will attempt to turn around a home equity loan application in less than 48 hours. Until June 19th, C-first guarantees 48-hour service on every home equity loan. Just complete an application package and you'll have an answer within 48 hours. If not, we'll pay you $50. Never before has any banker shown such dedication and determination in the line of lending. The fastest time... Right now, C-First is even waiving certain fees on homeowner's second mortgage loans, asset line, and our exclusive Gold MasterCard SE. And the interest you pay on any one of them may still be tax deductible. It has been rumored that C-First has developed a special shoe to allow their bankers... So get faster service on your home equity loan. Stop by any C-First branch or call 1-800-345-7400. C-First Bank, an Equal housing lender and member FDIC. That cool, refreshing feeling. The clean, fresh tasting one. So cool and crisp. There's just one like this. It's Wrigley's Spearmint Gum. Wrigley's Spearmint Gum. The cool, refreshing one. Wrigley's Spearmint Gum. Come on and eat you some. That cool, clean taste refreshes you. It makes you want whenever you chew. Wrigley's Welcome to Sports Wrap, brought to you by Miller Lite, with your host, Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre. Hey, sports fans, I got two big treats for you today. First, we paid for Larry Zonka to come all the way from Miami. Hey, Zonk, want a Miller Lite? Sure, tastes great. It's less filling, too, and that's good, because we're going to do some serious rapping about football. Can't wait, let's do it. Yeah, sure. But before we do that, here's the other treat I promised. It's a new jingle for the show. Check this out, Larry. Wrote it myself. Bob Euchre, Bob Euchre's his name, should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah! The guys all like him. Don't forget us gals. Buy him a light and be his pal. Right on! Euchre, 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 it's the Bob Euchre Show. All right, what do you think, Zonk? Uh, I thought we were going to talk about football. Sorry, we're out of time. Gotta go. That wraps sports rap. When great sports get together, there's only one light beer. Miller Lite. Hey, Mark, you want to hear it again? Love to, but the bus back to Miami leaves in ten minutes. Ah, oh, too bad. Bob, you could... Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Five minutes away from one o'clock. Paul Carlson here, and you're tuned to the Beatles Sergeant Pepper 20th Anniversary Special on KZOK, K272BD Seattle, and K285CA Snoqualmie Pass. Chance of showers continued cool. High right where we are, 56 degrees down to the mid-40s overnight. Partial clearing, obviously, is a part of the package as well. 102.5 KZOK. Okay in Seattle. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band marks some dramatic changes for the Fab Four. 
right before they recorded it, the Beatles announced they weren't going to tour anymore. And from here on in, they would communicate with their audiences only through their work in the studio. But that gave them a lot more time to devote to record production. And this is apparent in She's Leaving Home. The song was especially timely in 1967 when young people were rebelling against the establishment by leaving home and joining their peers in centers like New York's Greenwich Village and San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury. Beatles press agent Derek Taylor. It's a very sensitive look at what was always the case uh, with generations, not just 60s, uh, of people who wanted to cut out of domestic life and whom in a way married or went off with the wrong people just to get away from parents. Wednesday morning at five o'clock as the day begins Silently closing her bedroom door Leaving the note that she hoped would say more She goes downstairs to the kitchen Clutching her handkerchief Quietly turning the back door key Stepping outside she is free She breaks down and cries to her husband, Daddy, our baby's gone. Why would she treat us so thoughtlessly? How could she do this to me? She
from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. That's She's Leaving Home. The use of strings on that song is similar to that on the Beatles' previous album, Revolver, and not one member of the Beatles plays an instrument on this song. But the Beatles did use a wide variety of instruments elsewhere on Sgt. Pepper, and they became very inventive in their use of sound. Producer George Martin explains how far they went to get what they wanted. I had to create a sound for Mr. Kite that evoked a carnival circus atmosphere. And I knew the origins of this song because I'd been to John's house and I'd seen in the hall of his house in, in Surrey was this poster on the wall which said, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite, there will be a show on the date given, the Henderson Twins, uh, later Pablo Frankis Fair, and it gave all the details that later became part of his lyric. And when we were talking about it, he said he wanted to be able to smell the sawdust in the arena when he listened to the music. So it was my job to interpret that and try and give him a, a sound that would sound like a, a fairground. And I said, what you need, John, is a calliope, a kind of steam organ sound. So we constructed a backing with the Beatles themselves using uh, organs, a Hammond organ and a Wurlitzer organ, and Mal Evans, dear Mal, who was their roadie, playing bass harmonica to give a kind of stomping sound to it. And when it came to the swirly bits of Harry the Horse, I said to John, the best thing is to have a kind of swirly noise on the organ. Well, the swirly noise that I wanted, I couldn't do it fast enough to get the real smooth effect. So I said, John, look, what we'll have to do is play the tape half speed, and you'll have to play your tune half speed, an octave lower, and I'll do my swirly bits as fast as I can, an octave down, and it should come out right. So that's what we did, and that's what you hear today. Now, later on, that wasn't really quite enough, so I wanted to have the real sound of steam organs. So I got a collection of records of, of steam organ sounds, and, of course, inevitably, they were all playing recognisable tunes, mostly marches, like Scotland the Brave and things like that. So I said, well, that won't do. We can't have other tunes in the middle of this. So I asked the engineer to put them onto tape, and then, having got them onto tape, I said, we'll cut them up into one-foot lengths, just under a second each. I said, now fling the whole lot up in the air and then stick it back together again. Ironically, some of those bits went back together in the right way, so we had to do something. I said, well, that, does, that sounds too much like the original. Turn it round back to front. So we made up a tape where the sounds were complete garbage, really. I mean, it was just random sounds. But undeniably, the sound was still that of a steam organ. And I said, well, what we'll do is we'll lay that whole new tape in, in the background of our recording. And that gave you that kind of feeling that you were in a fairground. That was the way it was done. For the benefit of Mr. Kite, there will be a show tonight on trampoline. The Hendersons will all be there, later Pablo Frank is there, what a scene. Second to none. And of course, Henry the Horse dances the world. 
for the benefit of Mr. Kite, a real work of production wizardry. Coming up, Paul McCartney reveals his inspiration for the song When I'm 64, when the Sgt. Pepper 20th Anniversary Radio Special continues. anniversary of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is coming this Monday, June 1st. At 6 p.m., KZOK will draw a name that could be yours for a trip for two to London and Liverpool, England. If you hear your name, call us back within 10 minutes. You'll be on your way to a magical mystery tour, including a stop at Abbey Road Studios with me, Connie Cole. If you aren't registered to win, you'd better hurry. We'll be announcing the Beatles' song of the day at 7.20 in the morning. Then I'll play it back sometime that afternoon between 3 and 7. When I do, call 421-5050 during the song and you'll be registered. You can also enter by sending a postcard to KZOK, 200 West Mercer Suite, 304-98119. Put down your vital stats, the song of the day, and when you heard it. One entry per household per day. You must be 21 and postcards must be into KZOK by 5 p.m. on Monday. Complete rules and details available at KZOK. You could celebrate Sgt. Pepper's anniversary in Britain. A great start to a classic summer from 102.5 KZOK. The Sgt. Pepper's 20th anniversary radio special is brought to you by Right Guard and by Sears, where you'll find great values. There's more for your life at Sears. Why has Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band stood up so well in the 20 years since it came out? One reason has to be the diversity of musical styles the Beatles used in making it, from marching band music in the title song to a Victorian waltz in Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite. Paul McCartney tells how his songwriting was influenced by various types of music. I always am been influenced, you know, mostly like the songs I've ever written. A lot of them have always had some kind of influence, either Elvis or Carl Perkins or Chuck Berry. There's always been like a big influence. Or even like some of the 30s type tunes, like when I'm 64, that's influenced by uh, Fred Astaire and people like that.
64, a song Paul McCartney wrote a few years before Sgt. Pepper as a tribute to his father, who was then turning 64. The Beatles created a couple of uniformed characters for the Sgt. Pepper album. There's old Sgt. Pepper himself, and everybody's favorite meter maid, Lovely Rita. The Beatles press agent, Derek Taylor, interprets the song like this. Paul did say that this was to make the authority figure into someone they liked so that instead of hating a traffic warden, you would say, well, she's not bad, she's got a bag over her shoulder, and she's a bit masculine, but she's all right, she's got her job to do, it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Your heart away. 
Lovely Rita on the Sgt. Pepper's 20th Anniversary Radio Special. Although Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is considered one of the first rock concept albums, it's actually a collage of many different elements. What really tied this album together was the production. Sgt. Pepper was the first rock album to have all the songs run into one another. The album's producer, George Martin, explains why this was done. It was a conscious attempt by me to try and get the thing integrated into something that flowed consistently without too many interruptions. Pepper seemed to grow of its own accord. It seemed to have a life of its own when I was editing it. And I was trying consciously to make a, a whole thing, a concept of it. In other words, I was trying to integrate everything, make it flow into one. Because when you look at Pepper, it really isn't a concept album at all. It's just a collection of songs. There's no particular theme that runs through it, except maybe there's a band that play different numbers. Still ahead, John Lennon tells about Good Morning, Good Morning, and Paul McCartney tells which band he was trying to outdo on the Sgt. Pepper's 20th anniversary radio special. OD5 reporting to leader. It seems male earthlings come in two forms, Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong. Hmm, a moral intelligence. Hardly. The female of the species refers to Mr. Wrong as nerd, dip, or bonny. How does one get to be Mr. Right? Something to do with right guard. Football? No, 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 no. Right guard deodorant. Why don't they just use plutonite? Doesn't come in stick or spray. Right guard. Protect your universe from perspiration odor with right guard. Anything else, honey? Yeah, do you think the chicken will fit? Do you need a bigger refrigerator? Uh, it ought to fit right here next to the... Uh... Eggs. Come to Sears' biggest refrigerator sale of the year. For one week only, save on every Kenmore refrigerator and freezer. Save $71 on our big 18-cubic-foot frostless refrigerator. Now $468. Over 100 Kenmore models in all, all on sale, but only till Saturday. That's everything. Oh. There's more for your life at Sears. Wow! It's a minute to three, you got places to be. No time to lose, you got to move your shoes. select our doctors, then let you choose the personal physician you want. So to get a family doctor and a health care plan you can feel good about, 
All you really need is group health. Join us. Supply, so call or stop by for details. Catch a money saver going on Greyhound. Go from Seattle to Portland for just $14.95. To Vancouver or Spokane for $19.95. Or to Bellingham for $6.95 one way. Advanced purchase may be required and some restrictions apply. Driving to us. Anybody want to go sailing? How about all this wind out here today? A little extra from the southwest, 15 to 25 miles an hour out there. Slight chance of a thundershower this afternoon and off and on shower activities. And nice to see the sun as well. 57 degrees. You're tuned to 102.5 KZOK, Seattle's classic rock and roll. Welcome back to the Sgt. Pepper's 20th anniversary radio special. I'm Jimmy Fink. When the Beatles started working on Sgt. Pepper, they were certainly influenced by the atmosphere of the times, but they were also influenced by other records that were coming out. Paul McCartney tells how one record in particular really got him started. The big influence was uh, Pet Sounds, Beach Boys. That was the album Flipped Me. Still does, actually. Still one of my favorite albums of all time. Just because the musical invention on that is like, wow. It's, it really is just, you know, I play it for our kids now and they love it. But that was the big thing for me. I just thought, oh, dear me, this is the album of all time. What the hell are we going to do? So my ideas took off from that standard and I wanted to do stuff beyond that. Yeah. 
Wouldn't it be nice, from the Beach Boys album Paul McCartney admits was the inspiration for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. On Pet Sounds, the Beach Boys blended sound effects with music. The Beatles copied that technique in Good Morning, Good Morning. It's been said that John Lennon was inspired to write Good Morning, Good Morning by a Corn Flakes commercial. But when asked about the song, John himself said that it was written about his school days. We write about our past, you know. I mean, Good Morning, Good Morning. I'm never proud of it. I just knocked it off for to do a song. You know. It's writing about your past, so it does get the kid. It was me at school, you know, just... My whole, my whole bit while I was writing was then. Nothing to do to save his life, call his wife in. Nothing to say, but what a day, how's your boy been? Nothing to do, it's up to you. I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yeah. Going to work, don't wanna go, feeling low down. Heading for home, you start to roam, then you're in town. Everybody knows there's nothing doing, everything is closed, it's like a ruin. Everyone you see is half asleep, and you're on your own, you're in the street. After a while you start to smile, now you feel cool. Then you decide to take a walk by the old school. Nothing has changed, it's still the same. I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. Sgt. Peppers gave birth to some successful interpretations by other artists. Elton John's version of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was number one for two weeks in December of 1974. And of course, we all remember Joe Cocker's version of With a Little Help from My Friends. We asked Cocker why he chose to cover that song. I was messing with waltzes, you know, the waltz beat. And I'd done a, we got a track for the album, you know, Bye Bye Blackbird, that was messed around with. So I was still looking for something modern to do in that vein, and then when the idea came to me 
I don't know, it, it was the most powerful, it, you know, it, it started off as just a little thin little idea. By the time we'd put the arrangement together, it turned into a bit more than that.
Radio.com.